0: Hello and welcome everybody to the Bocce Bros Podcast. This is Dante Lovell. I am joined here by my fellow Bocce Bros, Anthony Cugini, Carmen Marinucci, and Chris Lovell. And Happy New Year! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Before Happy we New say year. goodbye to 2021 and say hello to 2022, we want to say hello to one last guest for our final episode of the year. Jimmy Paisano. Jimmy P is from Coppel, Pennsylvania and has been playing in Bocce tournaments since he was 15 years old. He is a three time Carmstrong champion, and his competitiveness and energy is not like the bocce you're used to. We will welcome Jimmy for episode eighteen. As always, please follow us on all social media platforms at the Bocce Bros. And for any apparel needs or bocce tournament information, check us out at TheBocceBros.com. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy episode eighteen.
1: How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head?
2: The room was Jimmy Paisan. We were just talking about how Anthony and I kicked his butt in the two-man tournament at St. Anthony's. What do you think about that?
1: Listen, you got me and Vern. It, it was really hurtful, which it did to us. <laughs> you got a lucky break. Vern was shooting a ball. You made four. Things were so intense straight from Columbus, like long drive in.
2: Yeah, who, who the hell are yeah. these guys? And Vern
1: hadn't played together in a few years. We ruined our coming home party. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that was a good game, though. I remember we were up big, and then you guys came back. And like you said, you hit that one, or Vern hit that one shot, and we got three to four. That turned the game around.
1: My mistake. Who the who the f for the Bocce Bros? <laughs>
2: hey, well now you know. Now look at us.
1: Well, we, you know the COVID messed everything up too for a year. You know there was no Wickliffe. Bocce was out, and as everyone else, I didn't play as much. I don't play as many leagues and stuff. You know, Anthony Capogreco and guys like that—they'll play a co-ed league on a Tuesday <laughs> night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. I mean, they just love it.
0: Got to get in I'm when you can. Work.
1: That's one of the. uh,
0: That's one of the. You're more of a
1: tournament guy. Yeah, yeah. When it's convenient or the good tournaments, obviously, you got to play. And that's like something Eric would talk about: is the major tournaments is what really matters.
0: What do you consider the major tournaments? What do you consider the majors?
1: Well, obviously Wycliffe and Rome, and then NBR would be up there also. Yeah. And. You know, them are your three biggest. And then there's some other good ones along the way, too. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, Neo has one. I think they get 30-some teams. Lowville over there near Youngstown, they get damn near 40 teams maybe.
0: It's the same day as uh, that Lowville one. It's the festival. And I I know what you're talking about because it conflicts with Rome, I think, every year. And this year, Rome was canceled, which made the Lowville one a bigger one this year. Um, So I'll have to choose between the two this upcoming year.
1: Yeah, I went to Rome once. A lot of good people. I have some friends up that way. I don't know, six and a half hours. Some good bocce. Courts. Yeah, we got embarrassed by ABV on a <laughs> on a a live stream. Actually, the first time we ever played on a Facebook Live. <laughs> oh wow! And, like, you you guys... like, and they got us. Yeah, we had like a good team. It was me, my cousin Danny, Eric, and Ezio. Yeah. We were, I'm sure, running our mouths a little bit. And
0: <laughs> so, what's the record between you guys and ABV? Have you guys only matched up that one time?
1: No. Okay. Well, we've played them, they've gotten the better of us for sure, but recently we, we've been getting them. Yeah. For me personally, like, you know, a couple of times here and there. Now, against Tron, I would say we have a winning record. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: Okay. <laughs> Who would you say is yeah, your rival?
1: Tron, for sure. I've been playing against Gianni for you know since he was, since he first started. You know he used to play with some other guys from Youngstown and come over. So we've been doing that a long time. And I uh, I don't think that I noticed in the moment that shot that he made at the MVR to save. He rolled in to save the one, and then we missed back to back balls. He yeah. gave us the Hollywood ear. cuz yeah. we getting all pumped up. The Indians were still on the Tron train thinking
0: they were going to win at that point. So for our listeners, sorry, real quick, Jimmy, before you continue, because our listeners are – some of them are probably like, who the hell is Tron if, you know, they're not from the area? So you got team, you know, dynasty teams, if you will, teams that have been together for a little while. You know, you got IMBS, Tron, ABV, teams that have just, you know, won and have been around for a little while. So when we say Tron, ABV, we're talking about, you know, four individuals, a team. So just – sorry, I just wanted to – face that before you continue.
1: Yeah, them guys definitely deserve the uh, the name exposure like that too, because I mean, they are great. Anthony's tremendous. Siani plays well. And you know, if Tim shot Pepe, will pay their entry fee. They'll even let him on. Some <laughs> 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 I mean, guys kind of get through. Shout out to know. Tim. I love how uh, they're gamers too. They're not like uh, the nice shot kind of people. They win some games because these teams are just happy to be there playing. And, you know, and that's where it comes down with how we play. We almost want to say, screw the other team. We don't want them to make good shots. Mm-hmm. And that's how everyone truly feels, but they hide it in a way to become like, you know, because it's supposed to be such a nice game. But if you look back in the history of Bocce, JJ's lighthouse was the greatest at one point. They Who's were that? assholes. They weren't nice. Who's JJ? Carmen, ask your dad. Like, we yeah. went the JJs, and they won every tournament. Like, they, they weren't humble about it either,
3: you know? Were they out of Youngstown or out of PA?
1: They were out of Farrell. They don't even really play. That's where, like, uh, okay. the Ice and Light team plays out of there now. But they – you could even say it about, like, Pete Melorano when he played with Bruno and them. They, won. they weren't nice either. You ever played <laughs> Bruno? He looked like his looks, he was going to kill you.
2: <laughs> yeah, those guys get intense. And, so that's what you're
1: trying to bring yeah, back. Right? It, yes, I'm just trying to say that all the fake and, and a lot of these teams that are doing this, they never win, and they wonder why because they're so busy t- complimenting the other team. They're not, you know, you got to put a little pressure on them. You got to talk a little shit, let them know that you know we're not going to quit.
2: The mental game is huge in Bocce, and if you're able to have some kind of mental gain over the other team, it's it's big. I've seen it several times. You mentioned Tron. I remember they played in uh, the JAC tournament in Cleveland at the Alta House. There was a little argument going on between a few players and Tron. I mean, you had that's what we love. Anthony Anthony loves getting in other people's faces, and he did it, and the other team fell apart. I mean,
1: wait, what did you just say?
2: Anthony Capogreco. He likes he likes what he likes chirping and getting into other people's faces. I've seen it almost at every tournament. Like
1: he. Oh, I wish we had mics at MVR then. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He, he wasn't chirping, I know that. <laughs> oh, I
2: mean, you know, it's on every game, but I'm just saying, like, and
3: it's not a knock-door There was towards chirping, him,
1: though, in that game. there was, there was, oh, there was a lot
3: going there on. Was some with,
1: there was some exchange with Anthony Capogreco, though, in particular. But I give him credit, though. At the end of the day, so I also believe when the games are over... The worst is when you come in second and you have to accept that fear from the team that beat you. That's the worst. But you have to do that. That's part of the game. Being a good loser, too. Um, But the real dudes that compete, they're never going to be good losers. They're not going to want to take second-place
2: pictures. You have a big thing about second-place pictures.
1: Yeah, especially people smiling. What are you smiling for? You just lost.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to look
0: good in the picture
1: that's why you just don't take second place <laughs> There it is. I mean, why are you happy? <laughs> My cousin that played on the MVR team, Danny, if we got second place and asked him to take a picture, he would punch me and not speak to me for a month. <laughs> I mean, how we grew up was, you know, it, it was, uh, we lost a lot to JJ's and got second place and we took on prize money and we went home. We, you know, the, it's not acceptable. I mean, I'd rather get fucking last than second. Uh, yeah, you're you're Chivetti, a competitive and guy.
3: Every,
1: and then, like, but every all the people that win are competitive. Pay attention. Oh yeah. Oh, to, yeah. Like the patterns. Uh, Dante Chivetti was on my team. We just got second place at Saint Anthony's, and I'm pretty sure he fought a garbage can after. <laughs> <this>. <laughs> who won like, that fight? Him versus the garbage. Who, who won that? I don't, fight? I don't know. I, probably the garbage can. Yeah. You know,
0: he was excited. He had a height advantage. He was excited for this podcast. I was messaging him earlier about it. So he's going to be listening to that. So, podcast.
1: one of the reasons I love playing with Dante and like you'll see me pop up playing with him is because he has that competitive edge. Mm-hmm. He has that screw the other team mentality. He do not care who we're playing, we're going to bury him, you know. And that's that mentality that Eric has. It's just, you know, you got to. <laughs> takes a little bit more reeled in there <laughs> and a little bit less vocal. Yeah. So you but mentioned their mindsets are the same. You know, they want to bury the other team. So, like, you know, Sean knew we graduated mm. together. Oh, yeah. Danny. There's, like, a group of probably about five to ten of us that all graduated together that we played from the time we turned 17, 18 until today.
0: That's You know, awesome. it, it wasn't – go ahead. I was just saying how awesome that's. You, you will probably never hear like a, a group of 10, 17, 18 seventeen, eighteen-year-olds getting together and you know just playing bocce all together for that long. So
1: you probably. And then we had like a another bar in town that had a court, big dogs. We would go over there. So as we all turned twenty-one, we started going more towards there and less to the club. But no one has more than one court out here either. This ain't like a bocce hub like Cleveland where there's 100 courts or Farrell, where there's, you know, 20 courts, Youngstown, 50 courts.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's probably why, well, you know, you kind of talk smack about the Youngstown guys playing in bocce leagues and stuff. It's probably because they have all those courts. But I I would assume you would play too if you had a court
1: every mile, right? We have a bocce league at our club once a week. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. Maybe, maybe at another point in my life. I played a lot of box, though. So this is coming from someone that I used to play three leagues. I used to play Newcastle, LNBA, and Yeah. when I was 15, 16, 17, 18, you know, to my mid-20s, and you kind of get burnt out.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Like
1: my cousin Danny, and my friends don't play, like, as much either. My cousin Danny got married, moved away. You know, Sean moves away. The guys that we used to play with, we don't even – We're not even available to play together anymore. So I do enjoy trying to get new players involved, new teams involved, because it helps the club as far as we're going to have bocce people every night, and it also helps promote the game because you're going to get new people interested. I mean, every year you see new people playing. Yeah.
0: So you played a lot of bocce growing up, but now you've switched that focus to poker, right? Instead of bocce, you're playing in poker four days a week?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot a lot, but yeah but there's money involved the in that <laughs> see i yeah, can't but,
0: i can't sit still long enough to play poker
1: uh it was definitely my true passion something that, like always chased and, and worked hard at and you know it it's something that don't come easy either it's not like you just go and you sit there it's something that you have to work hard at and get better at and be disciplined and be able to understand the ups and downs and just dealing with everything involved is is a lot. And there's a lot of correlations with botching in poker, believe it or not. Like decision-making, it's the same thing in poker. When you have to reevaluate, sometimes you gamble more in botching. Sometimes you, you know, maybe go less risky.
0: So, so There's uh, a lot of them. Some advice I got one time was you got to know when to hold them no one to fold them <laughs> And no one to walk away, right Jimmy?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> so what are some of the biggest poker t- like do you like I, I used to in 2007 the big poker boom. Uh, I used to like know poker players names. I used to get try to get the sunglasses, the reflect. Um, yeah. What are some of the biggest yeah. tournaments though that you've been in that you've won or memorable poker tournament?
1: Uh, I got. I've, I've got some wins, like in Pittsburgh, Rivers, Meadows. Uh, I had a good cash in Florida World Poker Tour event. Mm-hmm. Not, nothing, nothing life changing in tournaments, but more of a cash game. Every single day we have cash games going in the area. Like where we're out here, a guy runs a game a few days a week.
2: Mm-hmm. No, we, uh, we lost him. We, oh no, he's still there, Jamie. You there?
1: Yeah, my phone is blowing up.
2: You're good. Um, all right, so IMBS, the Italian Mutual Benefit Society. Let's talk about that because, you know, when, I, when we go to these tournaments, I see IMBS signed up. A lot of people know IMBS. I asked you today what, what it stood for. Uh, what exactly is that? Is it like an actual club or, or what is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually the vice president, uh, the Italian Mutual Beneficial Society. My 100-year anniversary, I believe, is 24 or 25 Great. So we're coming up on 100 years pretty quick. Yeah. We've had our same bocce tournament for I just asked Sean. I think we're going on year 37 or 38. Wow. That's and you great. know We have a beautiful club too, you know, uh big back room, big deck. But The issue is the one court because that's all you ever needed back in the day. No one ever knew that bocce was going to become what it is today. Mm-hmm.
0: And bocce courts aren't uh, – they're not cheap either to maintain, build, and let alone no. maintain.
1: No. And uh, we're going to look into maybe building one in the spring. But, you know, with this COVID stuff and all this inflation, you know, we we got to see if it's feasible. It's definitely not first on our list, but it's it's in the back of our minds. Yeah. yeah. Um, But the club – That's where you get these hooligans, too. Like, the guys that were cheering for us, Stewie, we all came up playing at the IMBS, you know.
2: So, I mean, tell us more about the club, I guess. So, how many members do you guys have?
1: We have roughly 300, probably, that are actually, like, in good standing. And this number has dropped significantly. Like, the COVID really did a number for the locals.
2: Yeah. You got a, a beeping noise over there. Something about to blow up. What is that beeping? Red wire. Cut the red wire.
1: <laughs> Our tournament's actually the weekend um, after the fourth. If you come to Copple, not only do the teams cheer when you miss, there's like a crowd. <laughs> and they'll just start cheering.
2: That's <laughs> phenomenal.
3: I do think there needs to be more crowds and and cheering and noise, you know, whether
1: it's... Well, if you ever want want what Chen's guys are doing to work, you're going to need more characters. You're going to need more people like Eric Stilaznack and less gentlemen on the court saying, hey, that was a nice game, buddy.
2: Yeah, that's why... You need
1: need something for people to watch.
2: That's why we wanted to have you guys on. um, Just because, you know, I love when you post on the... Is it the North American Bocce Association page? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, that's
1: normally after a fun night of drinking or something. Yeah. I, I sometimes regret posting that stuff.
2: Well, I mean, it creates a lot of interaction. Like, as soon as I said posted on there that you were going to be on the podcast, we had, you know, 20-plus comments within a couple hours.
0: Needle mover. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Needle movers is there. No, that's it.
1: There is the needle mover.
2: <laughs> yeah. We'll get them on. We'll get
1: them on. You know, and well, I actually do, I, I like everyone in the game, and but when you're playing, I read through the comments of the MVR finals. A lot of people didn't think we had a chance. A lot of people thought we weren't classy, and the people, and you know, they don't know the whole dialogue of mm-hmm. what went on, or you know, 100. The botchy hooligans were going nuts. Yeah, uh, and they were kind of. There was a little bit of drama there too because Anthony capageco's girlfriend. Had made a comment Thursday that them guys got drunk and remembered on Sunday. So what are you going to do? You going to tell them not to stir the pot? <laughs> sure, we'll let them stir the pot, especially after we lost the first game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, I you know I, it's easy to look at a game and not know what's being said during the game, right? When you're look when you're watching a stream, it's like any other sporting event. You see guys, you know, talk smack, but you don't you don't really know you know what's actually being said and and why that person's reacting the way they are like when we played you at at St. Anthony's like yeah you were intense you were you know uh, very competitive after we beat you guys like you were super respectful like when you know I've no nothing bad to say about you when we played you guys you know and I'm sure if it's a four and four and it's it's something a little bit more competitive. Yeah, we might jaw at each other, but that's the nature of the game. Well, as long as, long as it doesn't even, cross build the line. your own team up. Right. As long as it doesn't cross the line where you're saying something disrespectful to the other team or, or, or something like that, then then I think it's pretty much fair game. Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
1: And I also don't agree with, you know, every single game. I'm not saying you should cheer, but, like, when you get a good finals environment like you out of MVR, let people go nuts. I mean, I heard stories from Rome like that. I heard there was a hockey hooligan there one year. It was so loud, like it. Uh, the Cleveland guys in Latvich, they didn't even want to play. They got second place. Oh wow! You know, yeah, I heard that talk gets in Rome too. You know, and that's kind of like the atmosphere that makes it fun. I mean, I just couldn't imagine. And like when I play with Chavetti, he'll go, "Jimmy, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing." And like I'm always gonna say something. <laughs>
2: Again, I mean, just don't cross the line. I think it's fine. But, I, you know, right. I, mean,
1: I don't want to be known as like a bad guy or an asshole. But I also want to be a part of the reason that we can make bocce fun again mm-hmm. and make it more of a. Like, what Jens' guys are doing is so great. How he broadcast this stuff. You reach out and you talk to people. Like, you talk to Sapolo. He's great for the game. He's intense, too. Mm-hmm. Sapolo plays with, you know, and a lot of them uh, Cleveland guys. If you ask. Uh, Dennis or Anthony, you know, they're very much focused when they're playing on their team, building their team up and pretty much putting their foot on the back of everyone's neck. Mm-hmm. And that's why they owned tournaments for years because they were so great at doing that.
0: There's two types of, and I think this is a controversial topic in the bocce community, whether it's not said or not. There's people in one boat who think, you know, bocce's played this way, right? You know, uh, suit and tie, if you will, like, be quiet, roll your ball, show respect, yada, yada. Then people who like to speak up a little bit, they frown on those people. They'll be like, oh, those people aren't good for the game of bocce. That's not what bocce is about, if you will. Um, That's where I tend to disagree, right? Um, Basically, I'm not going to reiterate everything we just went over, but basically, to your point, what we just all said, um, as long as you don't cross that line, you know, it's a sport. You're allowed to, you know, get amped up, in my general opinion. Um, And I think that's what some of the sport is missing. So I am. Some I'm happy people bring
1: it. out, some people bring out different, uh, actions from teams too. Like when you play certain teams, sometimes you don't, you know, but when we play like and Greco and Gianni, we're going to talk probably the whole time. <laughs> I love that.
3: It's fun. It's way more fun to watch. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds wanna... me. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it kind of reminds me of the crossover from like the Larry bird basketball era, to the uh, Michael Jordan era where it went from like this, this game, this old school game that they saw, you know, classy and don't say a word and do this and that. And then it turned into trash talking a little bit of celebrating um, all kinds of different things like that, which brought viewership and really grew the sport. Like th- there's good and bad for both of that, but that's
1: kind of what it reminds me of.
3: What do you think, Jimmy?
1: I just got – I get triggered. I got triggered. I read a lot of the comments, you know, classless, you know, this and that. But everyone – you're allowed to play your team and play your tournament however you want. Unless you're screaming when someone's shooting, you can celebrate when your team does good. You can celebrate when the other – I mean, when I miss – I've heard places go nuts when I miss the ball. And I felt very small. But it happened because – I dig it. I, I give it. So I got to be able to take it. That's, you know, Ed mm-hmm. takes it too. You think Eric never went to and out or you think Eric never lost 15 to nothing in a singles match? I've seen it. <laughs> it
2: reminds me of like playing basketball or football back in high school slash college. Like it's, you know, like if I was in playing basketball in high school, you know, Canfield was our rival and I miss a shot. They're screaming at me, you know, or I, turn over the ball, they're screaming at me. So it's, I, I, Bocce was never like that for me because we play in leagues at our clubs. And yeah, some games might get intense, but you know, it's still a more social environment. And when I started getting into these tournaments and I started seeing these guys who, uh, you know, not root against, I mean, yeah, they're rooting against you. You miss a ball, they say, you know, let them shoot again or shit like that. It's like, okay, you know, it kind of brings back that fire in me. Uh, uh, that that competitive juice, you know, flowing again. I just, I think for me personally, I will definitely cheer up my team, be focused when I'm shooting, all that stuff, right, and try and be a more dominant figure on the court. But to, I guess, scream or clap when someone misses it, I guess I'm just not there yet.
1: No, and you know, I'm not real big on that myself, but. And, but I do it, especially if I'm drinking and it's against Greco or someone that I know <laughs> can handle it. I get Dion. it, man.
2: I mean, it's it's in the heat of the moment, you know. And some people take it the wrong approach,
1: way too; but they sometimes out of
2: line. You know, in the end, you're not going to please everyone with that kind of uh, mentality. And that's just it is what it is at that point. You know, off the court, if they these people actually meet you. Uh, they're going to say, oh, you know, Jimmy's a fucking nice guy. It's just, that's, that's just, you know, the truth. It's, it's just these people I that are don't watching want, don't get to get. I don't want to medium. be known
1: as, like, the asshole.
2: No. No, I get that. But I
1: also don't know that I could play this game and not do the things that make me an asshole. Yeah, and you like it. It's fun for you. Yeah, like, every time I play with Eric, I swear I'll never play with him again. <laughs> and then the next tournament, I'm, I'm back with Eric.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I understand it,
1: that. It, I mean, it's so true. And you guys, have you ever been to Wycliffe yet?
2: Yeah, we saw you at Wycliffe. <laughs> we had, like, conversations during our videos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, I don't remember this year, Wycliffe, that much.
2: Yeah, I know. It was awesome. We have actually. I haven't posted it yet, um, but there's a video of you. We're playing Mora. And you turn around oh, yeah. and you start screaming, bocce Bros. <laughs> and you got like the whole crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. In. That is hilarious. I love that video.
1: <laughs> well, you can see a lot of that too in the Wycliffe tournament. I've had games when, like, years ago where they had to get the cops. And it wasn't even because of our team. A guy was rattling the cage, screaming, Miss, when my brother was shooting. Oh, and no. Turned into a disaster on court, like, six or seven.
2: Yeah. I
1: think the sc- I played
0: screaming in the someone's ba- or talking in someone's backswing, doing anything in someone's backswing is grounds for a fist fight, let's, middle of the court. Let's so. talk <laughs> about that too.
2: So one thing about bocce, obviously talking in someone's backswing is annoying. I hate when I'm about to shoot or something, and I typically I'm in my zone, but I know when someone's walking in my rear or my side view. And they're hitting their feet or they're kicking something or they're trying to do something. Waving their, their arms, arms. Yes. right when you're about There's to throw. There's a
1: million different moves you can use. I want them to do it. Oh, yeah. Without a it, doubt. It's insane. <laughs> I think that is – It's ra- insane, though.
0: Those people are bigger assholes than, the, than anyone yelling, you know, about a good shot or a bad shot, yeah, in my the, opinion. The sneaky ones. Yeah, the sneaky
3: that's ones. That's dirty. The, the,
0: quiet, the ones who are too, too quiet more. to say. Yeah, the ones who are too quiet and they do the sneaky stuff.
1: A lot of them old Cleveland guys, they're tremendous <laughs> at it. <laughs> well, I, now, the are from Columbus, right? No. Yeah. Well, we're, we well, live in
0: Columbus. Chris and I are from Youngstown. Carmen's from Youngstown as well, and then Anthony is actually from Columbus. But Chris and I live in Columbus.
1: And you just started playing bocce? What about five years ago? Four so, years.
2: So you know, we've played recreational. Like we used to have a bocce court in our backyard growing up. Dante was too young, really, at that time. But you know, we've we've my grandpa played, my parents play, they still play um but never in tournaments so it really wasn't until 2019 in the fall where we entered our first tournament and that was at the columbus italian festival which is nothing competitively w- like what we see in northeast Ohio. <laughs> i
0: wouldn't consider even a tournament like compare yeah it's nothing compared so to, really
2: i'd say we're about a year or two into this whole tournament thing
1: yeah and And going to more tournaments is the only way you can get better. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can get better is playing other courts and playing different places. We used to travel so much. When when we were 15, me and my cousin, we would get rides from our parents to boxing tournaments because we weren't even old enough to drive. That's awesome. We would play doubles tournaments. i love this
2: (laughs) so your parents just stayed there all
1: day then to watch you guys play my dad my cousin danny's dad yeah they were best friends just like me and him were growing up so whenever we wanted to go they would come you know support us watch and yeah it was it was actually great memories growing up and you know we would win games we were kids we wouldn't just go there and lose yeah We, we would make day two we weren't winning tournaments but One time we got a free pasta dinner for (laughs) twelfth (laughs) place. Worth it, without a doubt. Did you take a picture? They had, (laughs) they had forty some teams in the doubles tournament, and we lost the last game that didn't pay. uh, And I said, "What are we going to do with these fucking spaghetti dinners?" My cousin said, "We'll go get them." And we went (laughs) down and we ate the spaghetti, and we went home. There you go. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know, we talked about playing on different courts and stuff. That's that's so. People
1: complain about the courts. It's a bad excuse. Yeah. It's just. Everyone's playing on the same court. Favorite court at, Jimmy. Or MVR let's say you're... Too. MVR <laughs> court, too.
3: <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Too. Three times. Well, that's where the Yeah, three times
1: it's been my favorite.
2: You know, I consider it like the putting green. Every putting green's different. You you got to go there. You got to watch how other teams are playing, how they're mm-hmm. shooting the ball. When they shoot the ball, how far does it come off the wall, stuff like that. So, you know, that that's, I think, is a, an unspoken... Uh, key to Bocce as well is, hey, don't just go up and wait for your name to be called. Go look around at how these courts are playing. Uh, get a better understanding of each. That way, if you're in a certain situation, you know how to throw in that that moment.
1: You know, you, you hit the nail right on the head with what you said there. Um, if you ever watch, like, Renato or Nunzio, these old-timers that play, when they're not playing, they're standing there. They're measuring balls. They're watching every court, what it's doing, this and that. And that's the best way. And, and for me, during your game, when your opponent's rolling, if you ever notice, I try to stand like a foot or two behind them. Mm-hmm. And it's not to get; it's because I want to see how the ball rolls off their hand. Yep. I want to see what their line did. Because a lot of times, if they roll and they go to the left of the Pauline and you see their line, all you do is you roll their same line, don't be short. If you hit that line, you're going to be on their ball, in theory, right? right? So right. I do a lot of that whenever I roll is paying attention to the people in front of me's lines or like if Eric's leading off, I'm watching what his ball is going to do. So if there's anything unexpected that I get to see it with his ball and I can adjust. Yeah. And that's also habit it because I always have a ball back. I've always, I've never been first either way, whether I shoot or point, I always have a ball back, but yeah. even if your ball's gone, you should be watching the balls after you should be watching the opponent's balls and them little things are going to help you evolve and get better. And adapt quicker. Yeah. And that's, it, it, it truly is something that I do and try to pay attention to. You know, and if you see something, you got to tell your teammates, hey, pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Like, this may come into a play later, especially with the backboards. You know, in our court, if you go from the left to right a foot over to about three foot over, if you hit that board, it's going to jump off about four or five foot. Now, we know that because we play that, but if you're coming there, you should notice that within the first game or two. You're going to see a ball do that and get that reaction. And it's just like little mental notes that you put in the back of your head that are going to help you. They're going to help you get better per game. They're going to help you get better as you go further in your career. Because Jens guys are going to be great. Jens play. Jens love the game. And you hit the nail right on the head, though. Pay attention. When you're not in the game, pay attention. Especially these tournaments where there's only two or three courts. You should know all the courts, mm-hmm. right? Right. And in, in Wickliffe, you kind of have an idea. We're up three games from now. You ain't doing nothing. Walk up and down. We're probably going to be up there in court two or four. You know, you have an idea. And then that's when you get the advantage by paying attention to that court before you play on it.
2: No, 100%. We tried doing it at Wickliffe just because there are so many courts. Um, but I want to. Sh- harder
1: there. What's that? It's harder to do there because there's so many to maintain. But. Like MVR, there's four courts. All the finals are on court two. Yeah. Court one's wide. Court three and four are more narrow and they're more rugged.
2: So, what's your favorite? You know? What's your favorite bocce
1: tournament? Um, let me think about this one second. So the points me- is MVR because it's so close. It's like a thirty-minute drive. It's perfect. It's in Youngstown. The Cassis are straight class acts. Uh, They do so much as far as for the players. They're just good people. The free drinks, I think, is like a great gesture that they do. Um, The way that they're donating the money back, you know, they're raising money. They're paying out 100% and still donating all this money back um, for cancer. Everyone's life has been impacted by cancer one way or another. So they're doing like a heartfelt gesture. So from the heart, it, it is the MVR tournament. You know, I would always say is my favorite. But the favorite would be the IMBS tournament. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I get that. It's our tournament. Yeah, your home tournament. I get that for sure.
1: You
2: know, this was... But
1: that's also the most stressful because we have to run it. So, it's... Uh, Oh,
2: man, running a tournament is... And Anthony, you know, he he does a lot of the work for our tournament here. It's in his grandfather's name at at the Abruzzi Club. Hopefully, you can come to it uh, within the next few years, but... It is, man. We it's, definitely will. It's a lot of stress to, to run your own tournament. That's why when we had the Wycliffe guys on, it was I was very interested in learning about, okay, so how, how do you you guys have all these teams there, and you have like a mini festival going on at the same time. How do you organize all of this? And the way those guys are able to do it is just phenomenal. You know, I this was the first year, 2021 was our first year that we were able to go to a lot of these tournaments and, and uh, get to experience them. And each one ran it, you know, a little bit differently than the other. But it was really cool to see, holy shit, there's 100 teams here for the weekend. You have all these, you know, visitors coming in to see the acts, get some food, watch some bocce. And you're able to do it, you know, without really a, a glitch in the process. So, um, you know, I was, I was pretty well, fascinated by
1: that. Oh, they've been doing it forever, too, is another uh, thing. And they have it to a point right now where they have – a waiting list. Yeah. You, you can't even, you know, there's no last minute entries into that tournament because there's 10 teams on the waiting list every year.
0: You'll see, so you were speaking of your favorite tournament. Um, you know, you said IMBS, but you know, you had a lot of good things to say about the MVR one. Uh, their, their expansion, you know, and we're going to have an episode later okay. on with the uh, Cassises to talk about that expansion in uh, the details, but with their additional court, and they're uh, newly renovated, you know, um, enclosing of every everything. They're going to be able to have way m- uh, many more teams for this Armstrong. Big up bar.
1: Out. I'm I'm good friends with Darren, and uh, I'm pretty sure we were talking in his tournament, and he was saying 96. And I think they'll get him easily. I mean, I, I truly do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But the way the game's growing, and you can see it, it's it's getting big in Youngstown, too. You can just go there, and you can just see all the young people playing. As soon as you see that, when you see 21, 22, 20, that's like a next generation coming up. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, you know, that's the future. Whenever we were 17, 18, 19, we were the big wave, and then it kind of died off. Now, Yen's guys are are helping really kick it up, you know, with all this stuff Yens are doing with social media and you're bringing light to people that are playing a, a game and, and it's a community, the botchy community. It's the same people have been involved for a lot of years. Uh, your dad, Carmen, I've been playing with him for, since I can remember, you know, he definitely wouldn't agree with some of the style and antics of the IMS team, but we've played together so long. We have respect for each other and we've always gone along great. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, but the, like he also don't understand probably the social media aspect of it either. Like he's probably like, what the hell? He interviewing about Bocci? Like who gives a shit about that? But right. even if there's, even if you get 100 views, whether you get a hundred views, a thousand views, Williams are doing, you're pushing the game in the right direction. Appreciate and that. We appreciate it. It's truly, that, it's truly a breath of fresh air, and it's tremendous. He's doing. a great job.
0: We appreciate people like you who, uh, you know, tell us that stuff. You know, because we love feedback, whether it's good or bad, um, is great. And to see people like you back us and just you know promote the game of bocce like us is a good thing.
1: I'm, I'm far from like an every tournament guy. What's funny is the money team. The guy whose house I'm at, he's an every tournament guy. He'll go anywhere. There could be 12 teams playing, botching in Cleveland. He'll go three days early just to play. Him and Rondog. <laughs> Rondog. <You> know, <laughs> and that's awesome, though. And that's why our area is so competitive, and that's why it's so hard to win tournaments because you got these people that are out there, and they're playing a ton, they're getting better, they're learning the game, you know. And it, it's awesome. It's tremendous.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I just
1: hope to, I hope to, maybe, I hope to maybe fall into another major tournament too or win, you know, before I'm done. Maybe win Wycliffe would be nice. What do you mean the other before players you're done? Don't know <laughs> I'm semi-retired. You know, we don't even play. <laughs> Get out of here. It's, like it's bocce, in, don't dude. Don't it's, you ball, roll the ball. What
2: do you mean? We don't even
1: play. Well, we play, we we play in six
2: tournaments a year. We You've
0: don't been playing
1: play? since
2: you were 50. You play more bocce than
1: all of Years us combined. combined. Yeah. Everyone oh. on this stream can bocce. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Easily, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> but... We're we're just trying for one more day in this time, you know. I love couple has been my cousin Danny. I love playing with him. You know, weekends away with him. And as we're getting older, as much as we talk about the, the competition and how we're this and that, it I also enjoy a weekend away with my cousin whenever we get to go to Cleveland for Dachy or things like that. It's enjoyable spending time with your friends, and that aspect's definitely not gone. And I I, I don't want to sound like contradicting myself by saying that. But you know, uh, you definitely have to enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the people, enjoy the game.
2: So you you say that, and, and you know we're we're at the MVR, we're playing our Carmstrong game, uh, a game at the Carmstrong tournament. It's the last game of the night. If we win, we move on to Sunday. If we lose, we're out. And we're trying to roll. And I hear this dude screaming on the microphone, singing karaoke. And it's just it's so loud, Ooh, and man. I look, and I look up, and it's you, screaming. <laughs> I think your shirt might have been off. I'm trying to play bocce, <laughs> and you're over there oh sc- singing karaoke, Sweet Caroline. This, yeah. I bet you
3: was Sweet it was, Caroline, yeah, which I hate that song. <laughs> but, but you ruined my whole <laughs> oh, what do you moment. you mean? Let's Check the screen right now,
0: Marco. That's uh, uh, Mr. Marinucci with the mic on, and then. Uh,
1: you want to know what the sickest part is, the, the truth? Listen, that's probably Saturday night.
3: Yeah, yeah it is Saturday I, night.
1: I never slept one minute till <laughs> Sunday. I swear, I'm, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't lie to you. I never slept a minute. And then we won the tournament.
0: I remember this. We had a conversation about that. I remember yeah. all of it. I remember
1: but it. he's I'm not, not the lying. first to do it. Croce won Wycliffe twice on those sleeps. So shout out to Anthony Croce. Shout out to Croce. Wait, wait, wait. Man.
3: What do you mean? You didn't sleep what Saturday you, what night. What you do in
2: Youngstown
0: besides sleep at
1: not night? Not one minute. What happens what in you Youngstown it stays in Youngstown? We left the NVR at 3 a.m. Uh, Poker. I got home at 4 no, I got home at 4 a.m. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't sleep a minute.
0: For sure, uh, one thing leads uh, to the next. Scene. What happened
1: between three and what well, we probably played at ten? You know yeah. what happened? Yeah, not a minute of sleep. That, for sure, that makes. I was so I was so out of it.
2: That makes sense. Why you didn't know we saw you at Wickliffe then? You just <laughs> sleep deprived.
1: <laughs> oh, man, it, not one minute of sleep. But like I said, Anthony Crouch, won Wickliffe twice. I think on their sleep so.
0: It's impressive. It's an impressive stat that we're gonna we're gonna start tallying that down. Who can?
1: Yeah, I mean it should matter too. It's <laughs> it's hard. Our bodies go through a lot with the drinking aspect. That's why I like single day tournaments too. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean even without even without drinking or staying up all night, it's a lot on your body doing a three day tournament.
1: Imagine doing the drinking.
3: <laughs> so,
2: that yeah, that well, real quick, that's another thing when it comes to these tournaments. Like, you know, you, you start at 8 a.m. It's impossible not to have a beer when you're playing bocce, especially in the summer. Like, it, you know, you're just, well, what's one beer? I'll have, you know, a mimosa something. And then it just continues on, if, especially if you keep winning. And then by 8 p.m., you've had how many drinks, and you're out there still trying to compete, you know. Uh, it's just... I don't know. That's that's one thing that I'm like. All right, Chris, you gotta you gotta calm it down or drink some more waters. And yeah, for the next the episode, we're gonna me? have a. <laughs> uh, my name's Chris Lolo. Yeah, and, uh, I'm an alcoholic.
1: The sober sallies so do good though.
2: Yeah, I play so, worse. You? Yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Anthony's usually sober, and I'm just kidding, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I play
1: with Chivetti. The last tournament, I play with Chivetti. He has a no drinking rule for me.
0: Oh yeah, we used to have they. They tried uh, implicating that on us, and then we we had a we had to let them know it doesn't work like yeah. that
1: for us. It, it didn't work out. We were in the finals, and I almost fell over. I tried to hit a ball. I never had to hit the whole tournament, and I couldn't I remember my stats.
2: <laughs> All right, Jimmy. So we have a new segment for you. Uh, it's it's a rapid fire question segment that Carmen's going to do. And then afterwards, we're going to ask you your favorite bocce moment, and then we'll wrap up the pod. How's that sound?
1: All right.
2: Is there anything else that you – you said you had some questions for us. Did you get those answered?
1: Well, I just wanted to get a little bit more into, like, when Yen started playing because Yens are new to the sea, right? Yeah. I went from getting bad beat by these bocce bros – Wearing these cutoffs at St. Anthony's and now get to run an interview so that was part
2: of our that was part of our strategy you know like let's 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 wear some cutoffs show the show the triceps and see if we can intimidate some people. It worked for a few games, but that was about it. but no so like all right to go back to it Youngstown we grew up in Youngstown like you you've, you've already mentioned it, a bunch of bocce courts there fun fact Carmen uh, Dante and I were our grandparents are all from the same town. Uh, pagentro which is in the abruzzo region when they moved over uh migrated here to to youngstown there was a a large uh amount of them from that area so they decided to open their own club called the pagentrano club i don't know if you've ever been there they have two courts in
1: youngstown
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's south side it's it's a beautiful carmen's
1: dad ran something yeah it's yeah
2: it's it's a beautiful club i mean it's we go there all the time, especially growing up. Like, there's a month would go by. We, we'd be there every month, basically. There was always something going on. And Carmen, um, you know, you said your dad, he's big into it, correct?
3: Yeah, and I'm running the league right now. Yep. My grandpa we did helped a draw in it. The
1: hot tournament. Yeah. The tournament. Yep. It was a great time. Time I played with some guys from Youngstown, we did good too. I forget, finished maybe in the finals. And I remember they would cook, and it was like, yeah, you know, like they, whatever they cooked, and it was always really good. The guy and his two daughters, they they treated you tremendous. Frank Silvestri, and, uh, we had a great time. Yeah,
2: Carmen, go into that tournament.
1: What is that?
3: Yeah, so first of all, those are the Silvestri's. Shout out to Frankie Silvestri and his daughters and sons. But uh, so that tournament actually is now a bocce bros tournament so my dad kind of handed it off to us uh we had it bocce last bros year <laughs> yeah we had it last year at the mvr i don't think you were there but uh paul saline uh won it with anthony Daltorio, and i can't remember their third player but second year i won it so that was like my first ever tournament win it was a fun time but uh basically it's a random draw three-man tourney and pick yeah. out a hat we do it so that each team has two botchers and one roller at least because uh, the first year it was just completely random. And we had like we had like a power squad and then a, a team with three rollers. So anyways, now it's it's split up more evenly. It's a great time. Like we get really good feedback. Uh, some people who like to run with their squad aren't big fans of it. But for the most part, people love it, get to meet and play with new players and it's a good time. We're going to do it again this year, probably sometime in July.
2: I mean, you have so many leagues and tournaments throughout the year where you play with your squad. I think it's nice that you have that. You get to meet new people, you get to meet new or, you know, get new strategies from them. And, you know, it's a different experience. Of course, if you lose early, it's not fun, but you know, that's, that's part of it.
1: I I really enjoy playing with the other people. And that's also how the, uh, well actually expanded so much over the last 10 years just with the with the networking of everyone. So, like, you go play a tournament with a couple guys, oh, this guy, you, you bullshit with him. Next thing you know, you need a guy for a tournament or two, you link up, maybe two guys and two guys, or someone can't make it for a tournament, you need a guy. And that, like, them kind of tournaments create that, you know, that culture where people are more comfortable playing with each other once they've played, you know, in a random draw of people. You know, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of random draw people that played together and then ended up playing a tournament afterwards. Levi Policaro and Paul Saline.
0: Yeah, there you go. They
1: won a random draw tournament and then they played a doubles like the next year, I believe, because they had won the random draw. Okay,
0: I love that. I love that. I played with uh, Capo Greco actually in the random draw this past year. Shout out to Cap.
1: Put his name in the
0: hat. Put his name in the hat. Um. All right. Hey, let's do the uh, rapid fire, bocce Bros. Bing bong,
2: Bing bong, Bing bong. All right. You ready? You ready, Jimmy? For this, you're for This is your, you know, our, our test subject here on how this is going to go. Jimmy, I
0: want quick answers. I don't want you to think about it too. Too like you hear the question. I want what comes out of your mouth right away.
3: Your first initial thought. All right. One to two sentences. You're on the clock. I won't respond. All right, question number one, hot dog or hamburger?
1: Hamburger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Turn up the music just a little bit. No, you're good. It'll be loud Yeah, on the I pod. like that
1: music. That's pretty good.
3: Favorite position?
1: From the back. I mean, I don't even know second pointer. I don't know what you're okay. talking about.
3: <laughs> Who is the best bocce player in Northeast Ohio slash PA? Just
1: name one then Borelli.
3: Have you ever been a bookie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most overrated bocce player around?
1: Oh. Gianni. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you and Eric Z versus Jake Paul and, and his brother in a street fight. Who wins?
1: Probably the Paul brothers. <laughs> Eric's 45 and he's getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. His face <laughs> looks like mine now. We're definitely upper in the weight class.
3: Street fight, though. No rules.
1: Maybe we'll get a gun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Next question. The Paul brothers ain't no joke. No, no. no, they aren't. Michael Jordan or LeBron James?
1: Michael Jordan, stop.
3: Oh, of course. All right. If you could yeah, carry... Get out of here! If you could karaoke any song at the Carmstrong with Marco Marinucci and Pat Crawley, what would it be?
1: I have a tiger. <laughs>
3: Pittsburgh or Cleveland? Who wins Monday night?
1: Pittsburgh. I think I'm
3: gonna be in we're going to ruin.
2: We're going to ruin your Big bed night.
1: Yeah, Yins were real good at doing that during his career. <laughs> Yins, yeah. fuck you. He has the most wins in your stadium. Not anymore, okay?
3: Go ahead, Carm. Keep going.
1: God bless the Browns.
3: If you had the chance to box one person in the world, who would it be? Anthony Capogra. (laughs) (laughs) Is Baker Mayfield the guy for Cleveland?
1: I'm just kidding about that. (laughs) Probably, uh, I'm serious. I can name a bunch of NFL head coaches.
3: That you'd want to fight? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All, All right. right, is Baker Mayfield the guy for Cleveland?
1: No. <laughs> He's not the guy for Geneva. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, last question. Do you Wait. feel you have a target on your back?
1: Always.
0: Always. All right. And there you uh, have it.
2: Heavy.
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you being our test subject, Jimmy P, for that. You I, were the perfect one. Yeah, I
2: think you got, you killed that. Um so, All right, so favorite bocce moment and then we'll sign off. What's your favorite most memorable bocce moment?
1: Um uh, I don't know. Probably some shit whenever I was a kid.
0: Oh, you could think of some something that come what's the first thing that sparks a memory be like a oh, bocce moment that you, you know that
2: you just can't you you won't leave your mind. So like example for me, there's several in-game moments, but like one that recently just came to mind. I remember sitting on the side watching my grandpa and my uncle Attilio play bocce together, and it completely sparked my interest in the game, and it's just like a memory that's ingrained in my head. So that's like one of mine. Others are like the bocce Bellas had, they were, I think they were playing a really good team. You know, people d- doubted them. They won. What
1: do you got? Um... Probably my greatest watching memory is going to Cleveland with me, Sean, my cousin Danny, and uh, the guy that used to run our club, Roger, me and Jerry. We didn't win the tournament. We didn't we barely made Sunday. But there was more laughs and memories in that and uh, he passed. So that's probably my most memorable, like nostalgic tournament to think about. It. Like we were young hanging out with my best friends and you know someone like a grandfather grandfather figure you know grandpa figure yep so that would probably be the most you know memorable times you know that I look back on and then winning NVR the first time would probably be with my cousin Danny doing it you know with my guys from at ETO. he's still a friend you know we built a friendship since then seven years eight years we still hang out play together so that was pretty good also. Yeah, yeah I love that. Just another... o- overall, Bocce's treated me pretty good. I've gained a lot of good friendships, and I've been lucky enough to uh, win some tournaments and compete and get to play with some good people and get to meet some good guys.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Just another example of what you just said exactly is Bocce's another way to just meet people, a great community around everyone, and it's overall uh, a great sport. Yep. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate.
1: sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes just stirring the pot, okay, you know.
2: Oh yeah, and that's what you're doing. We love it. We'll continue Water's to stir it up. up. We have a big 2022 ahead. We have a lot of tournaments. I think they're going to be bigger than ever, especially after the last yeah. two years. Um, we're trying to I grow mean, the game. We're trying to. Ready. We're trying to have more people on our podcast. So everyone that's listening. If you have anyone that you think would be interesting
1: on... Uh, Episode 19, Eric Selaznack. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how you perform. Get this out to uh, your whole town and your family and friends.
2: Yeah, so we'll, I'm actually going to post this tonight. I'll save it and post it, um, and we'll go from there. But, Jimmy, we appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll see you soon. All right,
1: guys. Have a happy New Year. Happy
3: too, New Year, Jimmy. Guys. Happy New Year, Jimmy. you. See you. Later. All right, see see you.